Hey everybody, I'm Denali Bell and welcome to the Soapy Box. Today on our show we have Tyler Bell and Nicole Reddick. It's my smoldering the- girlfriend right there. <laughs> yes. <her>? Woo! <laughs> Smoking hot girlfriend. Jeez. My son, who I'm very proud to call my son. Um, he's also a music producer and artist. Sure am. And Nicole is just a recent graduate with her degree in forensic psychology. And I'm oh, super yeah. excited, given you guys' backgrounds and what you're up to in life. I cannot wait to hear some of your insights and wisdom on the topic of self-image. Oh, yeah. Because you both deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. You're recent- Everybody deals with it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So today in our preparation, we did read the book Psycho-Cybernetics from Dr. Maxwell Maltz, which was really good. And I'm going to say I didn't finish it because some of the chapters I read multiple times, um, there there was such great insight in it, practical wisdom, Mm -hmm. common sense, neuroscience, and much of it was backed with a biblical message, which it wasn't always necessarily stated that it was a biblical message, but... You kind of Trojan horsed it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. Exactly. So I'm just going to also say that none of us are experts. Not one of us is uh-huh. an expert in psychology, sociology, anthropology, law. We were all still working on it. Yeah, and anything. It's just nice to have the tools from that book, really. Exactly. We're yeah. not... In, in the future podcast, too... You know, this disclaimer we'll probably mention again. We're just students in life. Like, we're on the same journey you're on, but we've had some bumps, bruises, and scrapes that maybe you can learn from so you don't have to get them. And it's always better to leapfrog leapfrog off somebody else's mistakes than you don't have to to get as bruised or end up in the ditch as long as maybe we did in some of these areas. (laughs) And, like, there's a particular area that we're going to talk about that I was in the ditch for many years of my life. So... Um, it's super important to have a healthy self-image because it really determines your happiness, your success. So Tyler, why don't you tell us a little bit about what self-image is and how do you develop it? Yeah, uh, self-image is pretty much just how you see yourself. And it's based on like how you've seen yourself based on your past experiences. So the two things that I like to make sure that most people know or everybody knows when we're talking about self-image is that your actions, your attitudes, your feelings, your behaviors all come from your self-image and how you see yourself. And the second point is that um, it can be changed. Self-image can be changed, which is really cool. And I think for all of us, we love point number two, right? Yes. And I've, I've struggled with self-image for a long time. Everybody does. And, and I know there was a dark time in my life that I just saw myself as completely worthless and, and not deserving of anything. But here I am today. Just at a completely different point. You know what I mean? It's hard to hear as your mother, to be honest, that you ever (laughs) felt that way. But um, I felt the same way. And I think a lot of people in the world at some point don't feel great about themselves. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Exactly. So, Nicole, what what areas of our life does self-image affect? Uh, I really think it affects everything, to be honest. I I think it's really every aspect of your life, especially... I don't think you can really be that successful if you're not really prioritizing taking care of yourself in that sense, mm-hmm. in any aspect. Yeah. Yes. I think it's really important for our mental health, for even our spiritual health. Like, oh, yeah. if we don't see ourselves as God sees us, how do we even grow? Because then we see God as kind of like this mean yeah. dictator. Like, I don't think that we see want things us to have properly. Fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we see things improperly. Yeah. Um, so... 
I think I want to discuss a little bit about um, really getting, let's dive into the negative stuff. The negative stuff is hard to talk about sometimes and we don't want to be there, but it's important to know what causes some of these issues or mm-hmm. the experiences we have in life that create negative self-image yeah. or how do we correct it if we're not aware or how are we even motivated to want to correct it? Yeah. Anyone have any experiences they want to share? <laughs> yeah, I um, I know for once I, I, learn, I can be very judgmental and mm. Nicole knows this. Yeah. <laughs> she sees it a little bit deeper. Well, no, you're not really that judgmental. I think yeah. we all struggle with it. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm working on it and it's yeah. gotten a lot better over time. But say maybe about a couple months ago, there I have a hard time in the car. Like when there's somebody <laughs> being a real meanie road on the road, rager. you know what I mean? I get road rage and I start to pick right at their weak points Judge and what I can them. see physically first, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I can get ugly in my head real quick and it was just, I, yeah, I don't like being there, you know what I mean? Well, I don't think we feel good about ourselves when yeah. we are like mean about somebody, even if it's just in our head. Yeah, and, and I think a big thing that I learned from that book is you unintentionally judge yourself the way you judge others. It's interesting. It's interesting. It? And, and it's weird how I can find it like, and especially in the points that I struggle with the most, like, oh, you're doing this thing that I have had a problem with. Like now you're especially bad for it. And I'm coming at you just because of that one thing. You know what I mean? Because I'm struggling with it right now. And I'm not aware of it because my pride's in the way. There was a speaker who I once heard, I can't remember who it was, but she said, it's interesting how when we have a victory in one mm-hmm. area, even after we've struggled, how horribly judgmental we can be to other people who just haven't arrived at the victory yet. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's it's the same thing as like sometimes when I see somebody or they irritate me or something in them rubs me wrong, I will say almost always it's something I don't like about myself. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I just don't want to talk about it or deal with it. I want to pick on it in them and I guess I don't have to work on it in myself. Yeah, compassion's really the key. And you told, said one thing about like finding like the beauty in people that you see like anywhere, like as much as you can in every person and like making it like a practice and like intentionally choosing to see the beauty in the person that you might be struggling with in a particular moment. And I think the other kind of semi good thing, I guess, is if you judge someone and you're immediately pretty um, aware that you did it, I don't think everybody has that awareness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact that you even have that awareness just shows you're trying to be better. Yeah, for sure. So that shows a lot, you know. Yeah, thank you. I, I mean, it. I feel like when I was a teenager and I was just an angry 16-year-old and I was judging people, mm-hmm. I don't think I was really as self-aware as I would be now, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So well, that's a big step. It is. Yeah, I you. was telling you guys, I don't know if I should share this story. <laughs> Yesterday we were shopping and I was telling you about what my dad and I used to do for fun. Mhm. And we just thought that was fun. We would go to the airport early because that's yeah. when you could still, everyone could go to the airport and we'd get yeah. ice cream and we'd make fun of people walking by. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> we, we called it people watching, Yeah, but it wasn't nice. And we looked forward to it, but I didn't realize how destructive that was. And I it's think- It's the nature behind it in your heart, it right? Is. So. And, and judging, like judging other people comes from insecurity about yourself. Well, that's always. what we were tearing yeah. apart, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're insecure about yourselves, but it feels real good to be somebody else up for it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it, it, was very, it was very unhealthy, but um, it was also weirdly a bonding moment with my dad. So it was just, it was kind of a, an interesting, 
interesting experience that I, I thought about several times throughout my life, but um, which probably leads us to the next um, topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, properly so is I had growing up, I grew up um, in a complicated family. Mm-hmm. And I had this constant need for approval and validation. And I think, you know, a lot of people have that. Like, we all want to be approved, but I think mine was extra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I struggle with it too. Yes. So yeah. I didn't know how to be me. And I don't know if this is necessarily a poor self-image or no self-image at all. Because what I would do is I would just become whoever I thought that person wanted me to be. Yeah. You know, as a teenager, oh, I think you want me to be this wild party girl and then you'll like me and I'll get invited to the parties. Yeah. And I'm going to do a bunch of drugs and drink and I'll be the first one to do it in my grade so I can show that I'm harder than everybody else. You know what I mean? Sadly, I think I was the same person. So. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it was your fault though. (laughs) But it it was, I mean, and it morphed into my marriage Mm -hmm. and with my relationship with my mom and even with you Mm -hmm. where, okay, this is who Tyler needs me to be. And I want him to like me. And sometimes instead of being a parent, I would be that person to you because I wanted you to like me. And it wasn't probably till the last decade that I started working on it. And I, I'm not sure that I'm completely a hundred percent healed from that, but it it is something I have to think about. Like who am I in this moment? Mm Mm-hmm. Who am I? What do I want in this moment? What is real? Or am I doing this to make this person like me? I have to actively ask myself that mm-hmm. quite a bit. And then that probably created a victim mentality as well, which is a third point that we're going to talk about, is this need for this constant validation and approval. What would happen is, is I would do all these things for people. I would do favors. I would like, okay, this person needs this done. Well, I'll do it times 10. And mm-hmm. then they'll like me. And then they never acted like they were supposed to. They didn't fall in love with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I'd be frustrated and resentful. Mm-hmm. And then I was a victim. And so I think the victim mentality, how, I mean, and that, that happens different ways to different people. I mean, there's people who are truly victims of horrifying things yeah but you have to choose am i going to be a victim in this situation or am i going to be a victor and i think that victim mentality we can stay there like oh, yeah. it's it's not hard to find a reason to feel sorry for myself yeah, no. <laughs> I, I can, and it's a cycle because it's a dopamine hit right yeah it feels good it feels good to it does <laughs> feel like the world's against you and or, the second you get people to Kind of sugarcoat you a little bit feels yes. even better. It oh yeah, does doesn't get it? addicted to it. Come yeah. on, feel this. You know what she did to me. <laughs> but for me, I feel like the best moments are when somebody calls me out and is like getting really real with me, and like that's when it's like, ugh. And I'm the type that release. really likes honesty in that sense, just yeah. brutal honesty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard though. It. it is. I think it's. Um, it is. The brutal honesties are, and we'll talk about that a little bit later in strategies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll get there. I know um, jealousy in comparison is a hard one for me. I think the world has an like issue judging. with this. It is. It, it is yeah. a similar, I think it's a cousin to judging, it's, and it's all from pride, right? It, yeah, pride and insecurity. Pride yeah. is probably the root. Rooted in insecurity. <laughs> yep. Yep. But the jealousy in comparison. Mm-hmm. 
is huge, right? Mm-hmm. When we compare ourselves to somebody we're not, mm-hmm. it's like saying we're not good enough mm-hmm. to ourselves. Yeah. Oh, I'm not good enough. I need to be who you are. It's it's interesting. I remember like when I was first making music and stuff and I was showing you and dad a little about it. Um, I was just comparing myself to like the hot hundred artists, you know, and you guys were like, you're just as good. You're just as good. But I was like, no, I'm not. Look at these guys. Look what they're doing. Look at their videos. Look at all this stuff they have. And it's like what the first five months of me making music, I was comparing my first step to their 10,000 step. You know what I mean? Um, and And I do this too with like friends as well. Uh, that are getting shine or like in music and there's like this jealousy like oh they can't have it but I can't you know what I mean but it steals so much do you hear what it stole mm-hmm. it stole the joy of the journey yep and it stole the joy of you knowing that this is where you are yep and that's where you were supposed to be yeah yep and I'm not saying I haven't been there mm-hmm. I'm just saying I recognize that in myself as well yeah for sure it's interesting it's weird how like unaware of it I was too Cause I was like, I just didn't think I was good enough. And I was like, why am I not good enough? Cause all these people are doing better than me, but I just wasn't knowing myself in the process, knowing where I was at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was just comparing. And I think with social media and especially, and I, I don't want to say only as women, cause I know you guys mm-hmm. deal with this as well, but social media, it's hard not to compare yourself. I mean, I grew up in a different generation where maybe I don't spend as much time on mm-hmm. that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my time's probably spent doing, you know, even less productive things on social media, <laughs> like watching dogs on TikTok, <laughs> seeing wasn't me, but <laughs> by Shaggy, totally inappropriate. But I, if you ever do get a chance, you should look at it. But <laughs> oh yeah, that's funny. But the, there's almost this fake comparison that I think can happen for women your age that just yeah. scares me for you guys. Yeah, I feel like one thing that really freed me from that feeling of comparison and jealousy, especially Mm -hmm. in social media, I think being aware that, I think when you're comparing yourself to people, you you just forget that these people are also people as well. You almost Mm -hmm. look at them as little trophies and you don't really realize that they probably are feeling the exact same thing as you and who Mm -hmm. knows, they're probably comparing themselves to you. You it's know? interesting to humanize that thing that yeah. you're looking at. And it really gives you so much awareness and it, it almost just like kills that need for comparison in your head. Yeah. So I feel like the society in general, like even when I was a kid, right? Mm-hmm. We had magazine or teen magazine. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what we had. But you guys have social media. Like there was these impossible beauty standards there were these impossible and they could change right because mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe was extremely voluptuous and beautiful which I would have been like perfect for her time and then when <laughs> I was growing up it was like this heroin chic really thin wafy girls with boy bodies and I'm like there's just no way yeah and so at that that was kind of probably when I was your age mm-hmm. and I just always felt wrong like yeah. my clothes weren't meant for the clothes that they were built building then. Mm-hmm. And I, I think of the girls now who have that in addition to these ultra perfect Instagram models because they're perfect by filters, right? These like young- and Photoshop. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're, it's awesome that you see that, but there's these 16-year-old girls 
who are watching this thinking they're not enough. Yeah. Well, and it always changes. You're never going to be enough. You're never going to yes. please the world. Like no exactly. one person can please the whole world. You know what I mean? I think you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, yeah. that's it. We can had, only please God. We, we need... <laughs> That's probably will be, should be one of our strategies if it's not as, yeah. is, you know, conforming to this world is just an ill-gotten adventure. It'll that, never work. Yep. You will never make the world happy. No. Yeah. And you'll never be happy or successful. Yeah. You'll never be happy or successful trying to make any Yep. Conforming happy. to yeah. what the world says you should be yep. or your friends or your family or anyone. It's, it's true. So negative self-talk. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think again, anyone could be have anyone could have this happen, right? Where you have these things in your head that you say that are negative. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the hardest thing I feel like to master. It really is because you, first of all, you don't know what's happening, like you're doing it. You know what I mean? You don't know yeah. when it's happening. And then you start to become more aware of it and you have to like force yourself to redirect that negative mm-hmm. self-talk. And it's it's hard to do that when you're in a loop of doing it often. You and know? it sucks because you really trick yourself into believing yourself when mm-hmm. you self- self-talk negatively. Especially mm-hmm. if it's a repeated pattern. It's yeah. just like any habit. Um, I think he kind of addressed this in the book too, but- you would just know this if you've ever created a habit. Mm-hmm. Um, something voluntary becomes involuntary. You know, you you brush your teeth every day. You don't really think about it. It just happens because yeah. it's a habit now. But if you keep saying these, like, I don't even want to say it out loud, but because I don't want to give power to any words, but I'm going to say, I'm dumb. I'm fat. Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough. My nose is too big. I don't have enough education to do this. I don't have enough. Yeah. I'm not good enough. If you say any of those things or have any of those thoughts in your head, it becomes part of your identity and part of who you think you are. It perpetuates into your reality. Like it does. A hundred percent. And it's weird. Like even when it, as far as like, I feel like I can convince myself into an asthma attack. I think that's I truth. Can, I think identify with asthma that. and convince myself that I'm having one and make it happen because I'm anxious or worried about my breathing, especially when I don't have an inhaler on me because mm-hmm. like it's so severe and I'm like, uh, like <laughs> I'm yes. uneasy. And then I start to think and, and make that worry turn into an asthma attack. It's so crazy. I think our thoughts and words have much more power than we give them credit for. Yeah. I mean, if, if somebody can manage their heart rate with their thoughts. That's happens. That's recorded. Mm-hmm. People can do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. We can manage a lot, right? Yeah. The Bible tells me so. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. What a man's heart, what do you think is as so is he? I yeah. mean, you know, whether you're Christian or not, doesn't make it not so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and for the non-Christians, my favorite quote, I think it's on almost everything I have, is whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Yeah, I like that too. So, Tyler, one of the other um, issues you see in people with self-image is what they call the failure mechanism, and he describes that in the mm-hmm. book. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so when you, f- like, I'll start with an example. So, like, when you're sick, you are aware of your symptoms, right? It doesn't feel good. You get nausea or whatever, and, you, and you're not a fan of it, but it shows you that you're sick and it's a course-correcting symptom, right? Mm-hmm. And you get to see it, and it's a sing- signal. The symptom makes you aware that there's something wrong. Yeah, yep, okay. exactly. So 
when we fail, we have a defensive mechanism and we use that because we think that it's going to bring us happiness, mm. but it never really does. And it's when we see those defense mechanisms and, and I'll talk to Sam right now. Let me find it real quick. Um, yeah. Frustration, helplessness, and futility is F. A is aggressiveness. I is insecurity. L is loneliness. U is uncertainty. R is resentment. E is emptiness. And I, I would go check out the book and read about how each of those defense mechanisms like are a, a, a sign and are not bringing you to happiness. Cause, but you could see yeah. how any one of those could happen when you fail. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like... I don't do something right and I get angry at, and lash out on those around me, right? I can notice in that moment that I'm being angry and this is just a defense mechanism that I'm pulling out, right? Or I might get insecure. Yeah, or I might get insecure. And then you can, when in the book, it describes the root of all of them and why you feel that and what you can do in order to, to move forward. Mm-hmm. So like insecurity is, um, what is it? Or like having compassion for others. Because you don't see your own self-worth. It's one of them. Yeah. So it gives you a way to redirect your thought. Mm -hmm. So you come in with a thought. Okay, so let's say I failed at a business. So um, when your dad and I, when you were little, Mm -hmm. we lost everything in around 2008, 2009. Mm -hmm. And we created a huge failure mechanism, right? Yeah. We um, got scared. Yeah. Even afterwards, because we lost everything. We lost our home. We lost our savings. We lost everything. Mm -hmm. And it was our fault. Mm-hmm. You know, we over speculated in the building market, but we felt like failures. Yeah. And we came across defensively. I remember I I said some snotty things that I would not have said to anyone to somebody <laughs> trying to collect money from me. <laughs> but I I mean the poor guy was wanting to feed his family and I'm yelling at him. Yeah. <laughs> and um but it it didn't it took years. In fact, we were just discussing this morning that we just realize that we're still scared a little bit. We mm-hmm. don't take risks that we even know we should. Yeah. There's still a little fear in there. Yeah. It's interesting. It's weird how much it holds you back and how, like you think you use it because you think it's just going to make it better. It's, it's going to solve your problem, but it, it never does. And it's a sneaky no. little lie you've been told. It is. Mm-hmm. But redirecting that into like bravery instead of fear yeah. and just getting through something teaches you, oh, Mm-hmm. That wasn't true. And I can do this. It's not like you can't like have a failure mechanism. Everybody struggles. It's not like you're not going to have these things pop up from time to time. But you can use them to be aware and, and practice the awareness of these defense mechanisms okay. that come with failure. I think um, that example I just gave about when we lost everything... It, or this happens in life. Mm-hmm. There's false programming and beliefs that we have. Mm-hmm. And it can happen when you're a kid, right? Somebody can say an innocuous comment. You yeah. can have a boyfriend that says you're not good enough. You can have a husband that tells you, oh, you've gotten really chunky. Not my current husband. <laughs> <laughs> my husband is a saint. <laughs> he loves me all sizes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. But... <laughs> um. It can be an innocuous comment, or I had a, a school, high school counselor who told me I wasn't college material. And so it creates a belief system. Mm-hmm. Or let's say you grew up in a family where you were neglected. Mm-hmm. You didn't maybe feel worthy. And maybe that, you know, 
kept going in life. Because what happens is, is when we have this false programming beliefs, it starts with just a thought. And then we look for a way to reinforce that thought. And mm-hmm. especially insidious in children, because they think everything's their fault. They think they have a, a lot more power than they really do. <laughs> yeah, right. That's so That's interesting. we'll use the neglected child as an incident. Or maybe um, somebody who didn't feel loved, yeah. right? So then they don't feel worthy. But then when they see it again, like a friend doesn't treat them right, it feels like it just confirms that belief. Mm-hmm. And then they become a hammer looking for a nail. They become a hammer looking for reasons to believe they're not worthy. And if they don't find it, they create that situation. Mm -hmm. So false programming beliefs, um, which I have had issues with, you know, in different areas of my life. Um, Food in particular has been an issue for me where Mm -hmm. I've had some weird programming and belief systems that I've had to deal with. That, is it true? Am I really obese and fat? No. <laughs> no. I'll tell you a hundred times not. over. <laughs> and I'm, I'm probably the heaviest. I'm, I don't, I'm not usually this heavy. but You don't I'm, look like it to me. But I'm okay. You know? I'm like, this is where yeah. I'm at. I'm 50 and I feel good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I want God to. God wants you healthy. That's yes. all. Yes. Yeah. And he wants my mind healthy. Yeah. He doesn't want me focused on that because then guess what? Then I'm not going to go jump in the pool with you guys. Yeah. Then, I mean, yeah. you know how much I missed out on life, worried about dumb stuff, because I, I didn't want I somebody to too. think I was fat? And now it's crazy, huh? Yes, because somebody told me I was. It's hard. It's hard, though, <laughs> to be in that moment and to be so, like, maybe insecure about a certain thing, right? Yes. It's crazy how much just one comment changes, like, everything yes. in your life. Mm-hmm. It is crazy. so true. And I think that's part of... Improving our self-image, right? We're talking about the things that hurt it. Mm -hmm. And I think when we get to those, we're going to talk about strategies to overcome that. Yeah, yeah. Because, ugh, it's a scary time. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I didn't even like actually going back there just now, thinking about that time. Doesn't feel good, huh? It doesn't. But, I mean, other people might be going through it. So let's move on to happier thoughts. Let's talk about characteristics like let's let's do our avatar of a person with a healthy self-image mm-hmm. what do they look like to you oh they they are motivated, motivated disciplined happy physically fit successful probably got some money but they don't care because <laughs> it doesn't matter they make enough they'll make more they make enough they'll go How make about more that? yeah they make enough yeah they uh, they have more probably more peace and joy in their mm-hmm. entire life. I think they're willing to take risks because they know if it doesn't work out, they'll just go do it again. Yeah, they have the confidence to do mm-hmm. it. Yeah, confidence, mad, mad confidence, mad yep. confidence, security, security. I like yep. all that. The opposite of what we just talked about. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Honestly, yeah. Actually, I want to. I had a list here. I'm seeing if we hit them all. Yep. Oh, except for you know my favorite. My favorite. No need for external validation. They don't have this need oh, to conform yeah. to society standards, oh, to the man. world standards. They have their own drum and they're marching to it and they're secure in it. And I feel like identity, like they know their identity. Yes, they know who they are. Yeah. They know who they were created to be. They know their purpose. Yeah. I mean, when they see themselves, they have a clearer image. Yes. Right? Yes. Their self-image. Yeah. I agree. So let's, we're going to talk about experiences. The, oh, the, the mirror isn't foggy. You know what I mean? Oh, when they look in the I mirror, like the that. mirror isn't foggy. I like that. They, they're wiping it and, it, and it takes a little effort, you know, to make those wipes. And then it kind of gets foggy again, That's right? Good. When the when the humidity yeah. comes back and, it, and you've got to keep wiping it. It's true. Because it's not easy to just n- n- 
nip one of those in the bud. You yeah, know, no, you, you have to put in a lot back. of effort for that. Yeah, it takes effort. It takes repetition, consistent yeah. and intentional repetition. Especially if you didn't grow up in a healthy home. Oh, yeah. Or if you didn't grow up with somebody who had those basics. If you didn't grow up with somebody with a healthy self-image, yeah. like, how did you learn? Because that's how we learn is by modeling and experiencing. Absolutely. So, and that's the state of our world today, frankly. Mm-hmm. Like, or probably since the beginning of time, there's, mm-hmm. there's probably been dysfunction roaming around. Yeah. <laughs> so... I'm so excited. We get to move past the negative stuff. Yeah, yeah. Let's, <laughs> and, let's get forward. Well, and so we'll probably still address some negative things because we have to when we're addressing the strategies, like what are our experiences of things that have created a better self-image within us. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any strategies that you like, would like to share? I think just taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. When I, even if it comes to just like make, be having enough discipline to work out five times a week, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it makes a big basis for everything else I'm doing in my life. I think um, it's like you completed a goal, right? Mm-hmm. So it's success. Mm-hmm. And we have to have those successes to feel good about ourselves. Yeah. And they talked about this in the book even a little bit where, you know, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to fail. We're going to do things wrong, yeah. right? But if you're a baby and you're trying to grab the rattle or you're trying to learn to walk, you wouldn't call that baby a, a dummy or an idiot yeah. for not being able to walk the first time. <laughs> Could you up. imagine? You didn't walk the first slacking, time. bro. Don't even try again. <laughs> Don't even try again. Just get back on the floor. Yeah, right? Oh, that's funny. <sighs> but I think just even something as simple as working out is a good stepping stone. I think so. Yeah. I, what I love about working out, because I'd work out too, is it sets me up for success for the day. Mm-hmm. I feel more confident about myself regardless of where I'm at. I always feel better if I work out. Yeah. And it do. is this mini discipline where it creates discipline in other areas of your life. Mm-hmm. So it's like a cold shower in that way or like a cold plunge where it's like you put yourself through discomfort because yes. you, for, you know, long-term benefit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know that, okay, that was something hard that I achieved today. I can do more of that. You know what I mean? I'm capable of achieving hard things. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I love so people agree. that can do cold plunges. I, I wish I could do it. <laughs> I, I, I am, I, I've tried the shower. I've got three seconds in. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is a big deal. There's this yeah. dude that does it and like, like way up north, like Canada up north and it's snowing all the time and it's always ice and he just gets well, in. Well, he's probably just used to it, it at that point. Know. I know. In all it's fairness, we all live in Arizona. Well, he always talks about like, I really don't want to do this today, but I committed on social media. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, you know, you kind of wrote about that and I, I've tried, but it, it's, it's hard. hard. I, it's I hard. think I think starting with the showers is a good place. Like it, it's, I feel like it's. I've heard people think it's like colder. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I feel like the air moving around, but just kind of gradually getting colder and colder and colder and getting used to it a little bit. Because when you just flip it right to cold, it sucks. <laughs> so a strategy is trying something and completing it and doing it. Yeah. Even if it's yes. three seconds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So success breeds success, mm-hmm. which helps us build our self image. Yeah. Momentum. Yeah. So, deciding to want better for yourself, Tyler. That's on yeah. our list of topics. Yeah, I was about to, about to hit it. Um, I remember there was like a season in my life that just so ashamed of myself. I felt like the villain and I identified with being the villain. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and I thought that's who I was and who I was, you know I mean, for, in, a, in a weird way. Because um, I just ended up hurting so many people in my life at that time. Um, 
but I knew it was just so like unsustainable for myself. I couldn't, I, I was coming to an end of like <laughs> who I wanted to be. I needed to figure it out. And really the biggest step was just deciding to want more. And, and I remember calling you one time, I was like, I'm depressed. Like I need help, mom. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're like, all right, well, I'm going to come down. We're going to figure this out. And you gave me the Miracle Morning book. And that was like, that alone, like just was like, oh, there's a whole new side of my world. Yeah. Flip. And it was like deciding to want better for myself just ultimately and, and mm -hmm. take like actually consuming knowledge that's going to bring me forward. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I couldn't, and, and just it, sometimes it's as simple as just, I just want better now. Yep. You have to decide you want yeah. something and then go after it a little bit. Yeah. And, and just I think dipping it's, your toes in the water even a little bit because all the time it just comes out, you'll always end up better than where you yeah. were in the first place. And it's easy to soak up in all those feelings that you had before. Mm -hmm. I think it's hard to take that step. Mm -hmm. It's it's easy to be in misery because mm -hmm. I think that depression and self-loathing, I was reading one of your articles, yeah. you get a dopamine hit. Yeah, you totally like do. how we said earlier, yeah. And that's like, the depression shame loop cycle, mm -hmm. yeah. whatever, you know, the spiral and it gets worse and worse and worse and then you, it's so much harder to get out of it. And I believe after reading that information, that's why people get stuck in addiction. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. Stuck in depression, stuck in addiction, stuck in... Stuck in I, I think sometimes, I mean, sometimes I... Well, I'm not going to even say this because I know this is a soapy box moment. This is a dentally opinion moment. Yeah, stand on your soapbox, mom. Here's my soapbox. I think matters. sometimes depression can be an addiction. Having been there myself, you can get addicted to the feeling and wanting to be there. I agree. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I'm living in shame and like wanting to be the it's kind of victim yes. mentality, wanting to be the yes. victim, wanting to be this person so I don't have pressure of. Yes. And then I want everyone to know it. Fixing it. Do you see what I'm going through? Don't you yeah. see? Feel bad for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it takes responsibility of you fixing it for yourself, right? Yes. A little bit. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And I think that's where leading me to our next segue, truth. That was one of the experiences I've had is living in absolute truth. Mm -hmm. You know, digging through those past traumas sometimes and digging through my life and knowing what's true and what's not. And that's difficult when you've been lying to yourself a lot of years because you have to figure out what's true and what isn't. Mm -hmm. And and that's a that's a difficult process. Your dad and I had a rocky time in our marriage a few years ago and we've been together almost 30 years. Ooh, let's go. Yeah, I know. I and feel so blessed for I would, that. Thank I'd, you guys for figuring it out. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I, I have to say I prayed about our marriage and it's better than it could ever be. And awesome. I'm going to be honest, it's when we put God in the center of our marriage, mm -hmm. that's when it got better. Mm -hmm. But that's when we also started seeing truth. Yeah. That's when we started getting brutally honest with each other. Yeah. And I mean, brutally and having the hard honest. conversations you've been avoiding for 20 years. It was. I mean, yeah. I don't even know if we avoided a conversation or we didn't even know. I really uh -huh. truly thought he was the source of all my problems. Interesting. I thought his personality issue was the source of everything. I didn't realize that my codependent behavior, my enabling behavior, because mm -hmm. he has huge anxiety. Yeah. But I wouldn't enable it. Yeah. Because it would cause him anxieties for me to do certain things. I just quit, gave up on the things that I loved in life because I didn't want him to have anxiety. Yeah. Because I thought, okay, this is just easier. Mm -hmm. So yeah. when I started being who I was supposed to be, I thought he was going to leave me. Yeah. I totally thought he was going to leave me. I thought, oh, he's not going to like who I really am. 
because he doesn't even know who I really am, in all fairness. It would have been totally righteous of him to leave me like, I didn't marry this girl. Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't. We worked through it. And well, he, he probably ended up loving it. you more. He did. Because you're who you are. He does. People love I truly authenticity. Believe that. Yeah. I think he must have saw bits and pieces of me in there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it was just this beautiful thing. And now we have like a pretty dope honesty, I'd say. <laughs> say it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's brutal. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm trying to manipulate you because I want you to do this instead of just asking you to do this. Yeah. And we'll, he's, he'll say the same similar things because mm-hmm. it'll happen. We'll have some clarification. And it's kind of this beautiful truth that, I, I, I mean, there's a deeper love. Mm-hmm. There's that's a deeper good. connection that I didn't Amen. even know was available. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's something that me and Tyler prioritized a lot, especially in the beginning of our relationship, mm-hmm. is having that truth. Yeah. And I think it made us both more authentic even in our individual lives. Yeah, I'm kind of like radically honest sometimes. Yeah, you are. In moments that it's inappropriate. We can do it nice. <laughs> yeah, in, like inappropriately and yeah. like, that, you didn't need to say that to me right now. You probably just didn't need to say well, that to me in general. I don't think we need to be honest about the other person. We need to be honest about ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And Even I think that's sometimes. what, and sometimes, you know, I will, Will dad and I will be in a conversation. I'm like, mm, that's not true. You're telling yeah. yourself a lie on that one. Yeah. Like, because you just know them so well. Yeah. And you're like, that's not really what you want. That's not really what you're asking for. Like, let's just be honest. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> And but he does the same thing to me. Mm-hmm. But there's a freedom in our relationship now, mm-hmm. and I kind of see that within you too as well. And mm-hmm. it feels like you guys are both give each other room to grow and learn. Yeah, mm-hmm. it feels like an iron sharpen, sharpens iron relationship, mm-hmm. which I is agree. why I so adore you and love you mm-hmm. and excited about the we way we call each other out. <laughs> yeah, we do. Sometimes it's hard. We but. always have super deep conversations too. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think I just feel blessed that we get to put Jesus in the middle of our relationship. That, that's that's, I didn't you know, understand what that really was. You know what I mean? And I just feel super blessed to be able to have that with somebody. And to have somebody so who me. is wanting the I same know. thing oh, is man. such a blessing. It. I feel so blessed. In this time and day and age, I know it's a huge deal. And she's smoldering. And she's smoking and she's <laughs> hot. That's my baby. I love you. Are <laughs> you smoking hot Romanian? <laughs> I love you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we don't want to embarrass you, but we do think, <laughs> you're, we do think you're beautiful and we love how you cook. So. Yeah, you feel that. Yeah. Thank you. And you're smart. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Everything man Anything can wish else? For. Well, just in case you had any false programming. <laughs> I haven't picked funny. up on any. I was just saying. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't pick up on anything. Because, you know, I'm part psychologist. Just joking. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. That's funny. You're silly. So, um, so those are, I mean, I think some of our great experiences, like, I think I want to talk about some strategies. I think most things, I'm going to start um, with, most things start with a thought. We kind of talked about that with um, the false programming and belief system. Mm -hmm. Everything starts with a thought, and it's really kind of what we do with that thought. Yeah. So I really like the idea of visualization Mm -hmm. as a strategy and visualizing what I want and what I see. And I incorporate God in that. I get if you're not a Christian, that's not a requirement. You can still visualize what you want in life. Um, and just just a side note, the biblical principles work, even if you're not a Christian. Mm-hmm. They do work. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why some people get confused why things are happening for people who aren't Christians that are in the Bible. It's because yeah. they work for everyone. Because mm-hmm. God's not a liar. 
So, (laughs) (laughs) So I like the visualization and being able to see what I want and think about it and prepare for it. So like if you're preparing for a test or a sales call, if you're a salesperson and visualizing, okay, what kind of questions do I think this kind of person is going to ask? And I kind of run through them in my head. You know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? When I used to do more sales and I'd run through those in my heads and kind of have an answer for anything they might ask. And though I didn't always have all the answers, I felt more confident walking into the situation mm-hmm. and I came out okay. Yeah. I mean, I always did well. Yeah. I always felt good about it at mm-hmm. the end. Like, okay, I might not have not done that perfectly, but I gave it my best. I tried my hardest mm-hmm. and that's all I can do. Yeah, for sure. And I learned from it and it was good. I remember somebody told me when you're visualizing, like visualize like you when you reach the moment that you really like like got it right and and envision what it all five senses smell taste hear like look like what does it all look like and then visualize all the steps that it took for you to get there and all the steps forward and really concrete like that visual like understanding of what it really looks like yes and i think i think that i agree completely with that because i do do a visualization practice mm-hmm. and it's important because it helps breed success and mm-hmm. success helps increase your It's kind of like just looking at your goals, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You can kind of see like, oh, this is inspiring to me. This is what I want. This is yes. motivating to me. And if goals is an overwhelming word for you, use the word projects. Some people yeah. get overwhelmed <laughs> by that word goals, but whatever it is, like whatever you're working most on, overused whatever word you want, self-help. Yes. <laughs> whatever it looks like. Um, I think visualizing yourself even being successful or achieving something or setting a goal and making Mm -hmm. it or finishing a project, even just visualizing that success helps you breed more success, which Mm -hmm. increases your self-image. Makes it feel real, Mm -hmm. like like you could actually achieve it, like you are achieving it or you have achieved it already. And I think some people are in such a bad place and mm-hmm. I've been there myself where you're like I can't achieve anything yeah so you have to go like for a small goal and I love your working out idea mm-hmm. because it's a small goal okay I'm gonna work out five days a week I've yeah. achieved that oh my goodness I did that and it's something so small as like taking just 30 minutes of your day you know yes. I feel yeah. like if you if you just learn to push that aspect of your life it's gonna be really easy to have the discipline for anything else and then you have the success Mm -hmm. that you can use to visualize future successes because sometimes it's hard to visualize success yeah if you've not had it yeah I think that's a first great step for anybody I I think I do too I agree yeah it's just prioritizing yourself Mm -hmm. yeah I think in any aspect it's even journaling Mm -hmm. you know if you really wanted to to go into that right yeah that one kind of saved me a little bit yeah do you journal I have, I've done it before, but I don't anymore. But I really do think that if I started again, it would help me a lot. I, I like that journaling book you got us, the gratitude journal. Oh, that yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, I, I, they sell it at, uh, what is it, Urban Outfitters, right? And Barnes & Noble oh, anywhere. Barnes & Noble, yeah, Amazon. anywhere. It's really cool. I'll put a link to it yeah, in the, yeah. down below. Yeah. We'll have a pop-up right now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think journaling is really important to me. I like it because if I do it first thing in the morning, and just like I, there's different styles of journaling, right? Mm-hmm. I kind of like the morning pages yeah, that, I like uh, that Julia too. Cameron teaches. 
And you just, I just throw out whatever my thoughts are. Like yeah. I wrote about your dove outside the other day. Yeah. I'm just, but it also helps me work through stuff and then I'm done with it. Like anything negative, anything good, I put on there mm-hmm. and then it's done. It's kind of out for the yeah, day. You just shut the book and you're done. Yeah. You know what's really then, cool? Like you have, like my favorite part about journaling is like you have a whole archive of your past and mm-hmm. what you went through in a certain day and how you're feeling in a certain yes. day. That's my favorite part. It's like such a beautiful gift to yourself. It's, it's It can be bittersweet. It's bittersweet, So yeah. I was it's looking hard. at Sometimes an old journal from a few years ago and I'm like, oh my goodness, I've come so far. And then I was like, but you haven't in some areas. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. But, it's funny. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it feels like cringy to watch let your old self go through something. You're like, ah, ah, I don't like that. <laughs> so continuing our theme of it starts with a thought. Let's talk about mistakes aren't failures. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've talked about this one a lot. <laughs> yes. And this is. I've learned a lot from you on this. Yeah. They don't disqualify you. And they don't, what was the other one? They're not your identity. They're not your identity. Yeah. Um, I I think everybody goes through just making, thinking, or thinking like a mistake just defines who you are. And if you mess up, you're not capable and you don't deserve it. And it's really not a loss like that. It's not a, like a failure. It's a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. It's a, and, and, and it's so hard to like see outside of it when you're actually in it. Cause you think like, I feel defeated. Like this was hard that I've, and I had hope that it wouldn't go like this. But when you see it, it's more like, I'm just closer to where I want to be now. Because I understand that this was a complete lesson for me to understand and put my foot on and move forward. Do you find sometimes when you make a mistake like that, in the moment you're really disappointed, but you find out a year later or down the road that it helped you? Yeah. Like it helped your growth in some other area? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, it's, it's interesting. Like I remember my first show, Oh, afterward, I got the weird, most biggest embarrassment, cringe, shame after. And you, everybody thought it was awesome, but I was like, no, my music sucked. It was like the first four songs I ever did. I was just being bold and really like. How old were you? Was that 19? Oh, it was, it was yeah. good. It well, truly was. Like, I honestly <laughs> wasn't expecting it to be that good because he's. He, yeah. At that point, he wasn't as much of an extrovert as he is now. I thought, he's going to get up on stage in front of all those people. I was nervous. All these people that care about me and <laughs> care about what I'm doing. And it was like, I, I mean, I think I did okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, you did, I, you did really good. Well, you thank did. you. You did. I, well, you and did. It's, so the second show I did, it was like, I just kind of got like thrown out the mix a little bit. And I was at 145 in the middle of a club when nobody was there. And it was just a disappointing situation. So it was two things that felt like failures in a row that I felt like I couldn't do shows because I was like, I'm going to have to figure this out some other way. Mm -hmm. And then when I did the one in Salt Lake, like I was stoked because I actually feel like the crowd was moving. I actually got to do crowd work. I actually got to have these steps where I was like, oh, this is cool. Like Found your rhythm. This is awesome. And it was nice having John on stage with me. Uh, shout out, John. I love you. But <laughs> it was fun to, to to be a part of something and have actual support. And people were actually liking it and talking to me like I could do it and I was capable of it. I'm wondering if you were also more in the moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah I was in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think it's a course correction. So I think what he mentioned in the book is when we make mistakes, it's going to happen. Everyone makes them. Nobody's perfect. We're all imperfectly perfect, mm-hmm. right? There's no 
no one comes out of the gate. Like we were talking about the baby doesn't just start walking. You're not just a magic singer off the rip. You're not, you can't, you can't play a guitar without having any lessons. Like you're going to suck at the beginning and that's okay. Exactly. But that's how you get better, right? How many reps do you tell me? Yeah. And that's, that's how, that's what stops everybody. Yes. And that's where it stops everyone from even getting started on anything in life. Well, it's all just pride. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of these issues, right? Yeah. I can't be bad at something. I can't be bad at something. Yeah. Right? Or what? I struggle yeah. with that a lot. Or yeah. what? Or what? I mean, that's that's what I, I try to tell myself because I think we all struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Like, what if what if this isn't great? What mm-hmm. if I put this out there and it isn't great? Well, what if we just did our best? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What and if we just did our best and learned and grew and went forward? Mm-hmm. This is because the third we, time we filled this podcast. Yes. Like, we really... We, and it's the first one we're going to put out and we care about. And we yeah. got to see ourselves on camera for the first time talking. It's not easy. I it's was, not, I hated it. it. We all were like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I'm excited to see our one 100 after this. And I know, to compare right? Them. Yeah. I know. be a funny thing to laugh about. In yes. reality, not many people are going to see this once we get our in our prime. And I was telling you that. Yeah. Like, like our but first still, five episodes. But we still episodes, want to put out. Something we're proud Quality of. Quality content. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it like each time like the camera was wrong, the settings on the camera was wrong, the, the lighting was wrong. There was a couch right here. There's like always something <laughs> just you know? off. And it was just seemed off, but I do feel confident about this one. I'll tell you yeah. that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, ha- I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I think the first two I didn't even enjoy because I was actually thinking of what you were talking about in your performance. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you even enjoyed them or if you were just like, I was just doing we were it a little to get uptight and nervous the first two. Yeah. Yeah, third time's the charm. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. I feel Are so you much more comfortable looser. this time? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's important. See, we had mistakes, and it wasn't a failure. It was and, just a moment to step. But we could have just quit. And we honestly, I'm gonna tell you. After I saw the the outtakes of the first <laughs> one, I was said. Dave, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. What am I doing? I know. But, and it was a little scary. And I thought, no, we were called to this. We have stuff that we've learned that people might find interesting. And we have opinions that other people might find interesting. Yep. And I want to hear from other people. Mm-hmm. I want to learn and grow from them. Yeah, 100%. And it's only going to get better. Exactly. Only going to get better. So we're making mistakes. They're not failures. It's a, it's a a way that we can course correct, mm-hmm. right? It's a way we can say, okay, that didn't work. Let's try this. Mm-hmm. Okay, that worked good. Let's go here. If you see any success in life or any success I've ever had, and there was never a straight line. Yeah, It was never a straight line. There were lots of mistakes made. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking this morning about dad and I and losing our business years ago and how that we still stepped out and we've done things and we've tried things, but not like we used to. Yeah, We were bold. We were so bold. Mm-hmm. We were so brave. And I was reminding him of who we were. And that's who we're supposed to be. Yeah. That's who we're supposed to be. It's hard. So there's emotional ties to failure. When yes. there's an emotional tie to failure, it's hard to let go of it. When you can practice intentionally seeing your failures objectively as like, okay, move back on path. Yes. That's and when I it, think, you see I it. think what we, I didn't capture probably till even this morning was... That's not who we are. Yeah. That's not who we were created to be. Yeah. We're bold people. Yeah. We take risks. We have fun. We live life. We're adventurous. This is our opinion. We're this not is living our... on the sideline. Nah. <laughs> That's not who we were created to be. No, we don't want that. No. Nobody really wants We're going to go out there that. and make a bunch of mistakes. <laughs> yeah. 
that there's going to be beautiful fruit because of it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So um, I know a practice that you do as well, and I do, is affirmations. Yeah, yeah. That was a big one for me when I was in that dark season of my life Mm -hmm. um, where I felt like the villain was... I always thought it was kind of weird in that morning pages or the morning routine book, The Miracle Mm -hmm. Morning. Um, It it was part of the the practice in the morning and just like starting to do it was pretty cool. You might want to explain to them what that means. Yeah, yeah. And affirmation is... is, No, so The Miracle Morning was a book that you read that was a series of... Um, it was a, it's kind of like a morning routine to get you going in your day to kind of reset your mind. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what we've been referencing a yeah, few times. It, priming and kind of posturing your, yes. your, your self for the day. Um, and, and that was just like a stepping stone for me. You know? yes. <laughs> yeah. But affirmations is one of the steps, um, in, in that routine mm-hmm. and man, it was, a, it was a big game changer. Um, one thing that you tell me all the time <laughs> is, make sure you believe what you're actually saying to yourself. So you can't say like, I'm going to, I'm going to be the richest person in the entire world in a year. Like, it, I mean, it could happen, but you, like there has to be like some realism in it. You have, you to, have believe to believe it. it. You have to believe that it can actually happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And or it can like, be toxic. It can be yeah. toxic to you and cause you issues. If you don't believe it and you keep saying it to yourself, Yeah, it can cause a more of a, I'm a failure and can cause anxiety yeah. and more issues. Yeah. What you could say instead is like, I am working to be more financially stable and I will have wealth in my life. You know what I mean? Yes. I guess yes. that's a, I, just an example, I guess. I think it's a great <laughs> example. Instead yeah. of it's, it's an achievable thing that you can work towards that you can say about yourself. That's a positive mm-hmm. because I mean, this affirmations are the opposite of the negative self-talk we talked about early, mm-hmm. right? The stuff that we load our he- head up with. Yeah. Well, this is, this is how we negate that. Yeah. This is how we counteract negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. We find some affirmations that we know to be true mm-hmm. that we believe about ourselves and we say them when that comes in our head. Mm-hmm. So we're always redirecting thoughts, yep. I think, to truth, to truth. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, is okay, I'm let's capable. use- Yes, yeah. I, you, and we're fully capable. We're humans, yep. right? We have a success-driven mechanism inside us yeah. that we are reaching for goals. God yeah. God created that in us. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's survival in some way, right? Where we want to get through the day. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, if you want to- Pro bonus tip, say it in the mirror mm. and bring your heart to the heart to the affirmations. Like look in the mirror and bring your emotions and your heart and really like feel it. You know, like work on feeling it and feeling the tangibleness and those affirmations that you're telling yourself. I know that it's just good for us to kind of think about, hmm, who am I? What do I like about myself? What do I want to grow within myself? Mm-hmm. For me, it's all career-based, I think. Mm-hmm. Especially now, ever since I graduated, I think... I kind of hit a little bit of a weird spot where I'm just navigating what I want to do. Like I changed my mind like 10 times. I'm Mm -hmm. indecisive. I think for me, affirmations are mostly just like, I'm going to get whatever I worked for. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'll help you. You are very creative. You're very smart. You are so funny. Mm -hmm. You make people laugh. So it could be, I mean, if you're building one, I'm a smart girl who achieves her goals who is driven by creativity, and I succeed at everything I do. Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. I think Thank a good you. base level one, too, for self-image is I'm a human that is capable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, that is good. I'm a human that is capable. I'm capable of 
X and I'm capable of growing. I'm capable of learning. Mm-hmm. So I made a mistake. It's not who I am. I'm capable of learning and growing. I'm mm-hmm. capable of whatever. Yep. I'm capable of winning a Grammy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You are. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I'm sorry for putting you on the that's spot. That's so much more positive than saying how you said earlier, I'm like rich. I'm going to be rich in a year, like the richest person, yeah. you know, Yeah. reminding yourself of your capabilities is, I feel like is way more motivating and important and builds discipline and yeah. Yeah. Good. And I think it's the importance of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like those things are more important than, I mean, I think people generally think money will solve everything. Yeah. Like I've yeah. had lots of money. I've had little money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the littlest of the money, we were the happiest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe not your dad. But <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So um, I guess we need to talk. Okay, so we've got some strategies. We talked about mistakes, not failures, mm-hmm. visualization, using visualization to um, create successes, affirmations to see who you truly, really are. Um, and we're going to talk about dehypnotization and deprogramming a little bit. We already kind of talk about that false belief system. And this is kind of in line with um, all of the other subjects as well. I think when we find that lie, we have to replace it with truth. Mm -hmm. So let's say you feel like you're not worthy because you're not worthy of being loved because maybe your mom didn't love you or your dad didn't love you or your dad abandoned you. Or I I mean, there's a hundred different ways this can happen, right? Mm -hmm. Or maybe you had a workaholic for a parent or an alcoholic. Um, There's tons of ways to feel unworthy and unlovable. Right? Absolutely. So, is it true? Is it true that you're unworthy and unlovable? So, mm-hmm. if I were to tell you I'm not worthy of love, what would you say, Nicole? I would tell you that's wrong. That's a lie, it's right? Freaking yeah. nonsense. Like, it's, it's a yeah. lie. It's yeah. a lie. So we have to replace it with truth. Yeah. So deprogramming and dehypnotizing, because the world hypnotizes us with all kinds of lies. Yeah. And we touched on that a little bit with um, social media. Yeah. Um, but the world is telling us a lot of lies. Like, you need to look like this and have this and be this, and then you'll be perfect. Yep. And it's a lie. Mm-hmm. It's a lie. You need to be you. You need to be who you were created to be. You need to live for the purpose you were given. You need to utilize your skills, talents, and abilities. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's what I tell myself. I think uh, it's kind of nice to have, like, an accountable person to, yes. like, talk to. So, like, for you, like... When you have self like negative self talk, like I call you out on it, you, you call me out on it, and then we all do that together. Yeah, we all we nice. all kind of help each other identify those moments, right? It is nice, and, and I have to tell you, like, okay, so it's my weight issue that mm-hmm. you help me with a lot. Um, so I will say, I used to say things because I don't say them anymore. Like, I'm so fat in this. I'm so fat in this, mm-hmm. and you really correct my behavior on that. And I'm like, okay, like if I believe in the power of words. If I keep saying this, even if I'm not, I'm going to be mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's it, so created. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's strange. Like how many things like you are where you are because of how you think about yourself, really. I mean, and, and, and how a man's heart thinks. <laughs> yeah. You are, you are exactly yep. where you are for a reason. You know it's what your I mean? thoughts. Yeah. It's your thoughts. You have put yourself here because of yourself. So I think that Oh, I forgot where I was going. My bad. <laughs> I just interrupted. <laughs> no, I interrupted you, but I, I, I like where you were going with that because mm-hmm. it is the power of your thoughts that tell you who you are. Yeah. Tell you what your self-image is. Oh, so you get so, so used to, to that, right? And yes. used to have a, having a problem. So there's obviously one that like for you is like your weight, right? Mm-hmm. Once you accomplish that, 
and, and, and feel like, or like get to a point where you're like beating it. It's so surprising how many little things I tell myself that I was like, oh, why I say that to myself? Yeah. Oh, that's a weird, oh, I didn't even think about how that could be impacting myself and like programming myself. You don't even notice. You don't notice. You really that's don't the notice dangerous it. thing. So I think it, like we were talking about the habit, it becomes this on a subconscious level yeah. because it's such a part, it becomes part, it became part of my identity. Mm -hmm. I struggle with my weight. Mm -hmm. That was part of my identity. I will mm -hmm. never say that again. Yep. I do not. Mm -hmm. I'm healthy. I work out. I like, this is my affirmation. I like to eat nutrient dense foods. Yeah. I mean, there's an yeah. affirmation for everything, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's, it's a reframing. So I just, that was part of the dehypnotizing, deprogramming. Okay. So you take this lie and then you turn it into a truth. Yeah. And it's, and I do like nutrient dense foods. Mm -hmm. So, but I want to fill my body with those. Yeah. So it's an easy thing for me to say. Yeah. Redirecting is key, oh, key and hard to do alone. It is when it's so ingrained in your identity. Yeah. Yep. It is. You know, the easy things to change, I notice, are the, the things that weren't part of me since my childhood. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. notice that those things have been easier to deal yeah. with and, and fix. If you don't have a friend to be accountable for, pay mm -hmm. for one. Get a therapist. <laughs> pay for one. We call them counselors. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yep. Pay for one. Um, pay for a best yes. friend. But do. Yeah. Do. I think that's wise, wise because, I mean, we all want happiness and success and yeah. you need to feel good about yourself. Yeah, That's sure. the cornerstone of the whole thing. Yeah. So thinking rationally, and we keep talking about this, everything starts with a thought. And one of the things that I found I used to do is I would dwell on the past. Mm -hmm. Like if there's a couple of people in my life that maybe trigger me or have hurt me, if they mess up again, I'll use your dad because he doesn't do this anymore. How's that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Some of the things your dad would do would like trigger me. And mm -hmm. then I would recount every horrible thing that has ever happened in our marriage and go, it's interesting. here we are again. So That's so <laughs> weird. So when I dwell in the past, uh -huh. I remember there was a time when I was working at the restaurant and I didn't like my behavior and I didn't like what those things I said. And I feel like I hurt somebody's feelings and I was acting inappropriately. I would, my dwelling in the past was like shameful. Like it was like, oh, oh I don't God. like myself. So that would happen too. Yeah. Like yeah. that happens too. Yeah. It's whatever that bad feeling is, yeah. right? That's mm -hmm. holding you back from feeling good about yourself, mm -hmm. yeah. which that's a bad feeling. That doesn't make you feel good about yourself. Yeah. Right. Yep. The thing dad would say or do that would remind me of who we used to be made me not feel good about myself. Yeah. It made me feel like, oh, we're going back here. Oh, interesting. We're going back here and I can't do it. Huh. I can't yeah. I can't be who you required me to be. I get to have an opinion. Yeah. I get to do, and here he's totally fine with that. Like I don't yeah. want to say your dad is not that. He's just not that guy. He yeah. never was. I yeah. thought he was. I created a person that wasn't even there. So interesting. It is. It's really messed up. <laughs> so one of the hey, you're aware of it. We yeah. did. <laughs> One of the strategies in this book is to think rationally. Yeah. And that was irrational, mm -hmm. right? And dwelling on the past or on these things, like I'm I'm gonna use a really tough example right now. I was just listening to a podcast of a cult member mm -hmm. and she was sexually abused. And the podcast, the, the person hosting the podcast said something to the fact that she had a friend who was abused mm -hmm. and was told don't dwell on it. 
Like, don't think about it. It's not who you are. That was a bad guy. That was a bad thing that happened, but don't think about it. So the friend, interestingly enough, and I'm not saying this is not, this is not my soapbox. This is just something that somebody said Mm -hmm. that made sense with this conversation Mm -hmm. that it didn't affect her in such a big way Mm -hmm. because it wasn't her fault. She was able to compartmentalize it and she didn't live there. She wasn't living in that space. Yeah. And and I I wonder what the line is though with actually processing what happened. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think, oh, truth right there. Truth. We have to process what happens. We have to reflect on what happens. And I'm not saying in that case, you know, women... Like, We're not the experts, but... No, no. <laughs> but I am saying it was an interesting yeah. thought because because those things have happened yeah. to most women, yeah. right? And Was it one in three? Yes. I, I don't know it's anyone crazy. that hasn't been abused sexually in some way, raped, yeah. molested, some kind of sexual abuse. I do not know a woman, um, probably, That's disgusting. that hasn't had that happen. That's truly disgusting. So you have to think about it. I've had it happen. And you think about, okay, I can dwell here with it and think about it mm-hmm. and be a victim of it my entire life. That right? makes sense. Yeah. Or I can process it yeah. and deal with it. But I think when you go back and you're thinking about it and living there all yeah. the time, yeah. then it's like, it, you can't help but have some thoughts come up in that situation. Like, what did I do? And this is not truth. This is not truth. This yeah. is one of those lies we start to believe. What did I do to create this situation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did this. Why did I do that? Like, mm-hmm. and in this was a very young age. And when I did go to therapy, who I did, I went to EMDR, which I highly recommend from anyone who's had any kind of trauma. Yeah. And she helped me reframe that. Mm. And she said, Would you tell a 12 year old girl she was responsible for that? Absolutely. For getting not. into that car? Absolutely not. Would you blame a 12-year-old for not knowing better? Interesting. Of course you wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, it sounds insane, but do you hear the think rationally? Yeah. And then I was able to move on from that because I saw the truth. Yeah. So it's interesting, like, thinking rationally is taking your emotions out of it. Yes. And stepping outside of it. Yeah. It is. That's interesting. That's a good good way to say it. Thank you. That was a really good way to say it. Thank you. (laughs) I'm glad I was here to uh, show you the irrational side of it so you could think through that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you liked it. You're welcome. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, so so the quote here that I wrote down from the book that really um, helped me, and, you know, I'm going to say this. Here's my soapbox. That was probably a really poor example for this. Mm -hmm. I was actually thinking of um, something else when I was talking about we were going to talk about this, that I experienced something in my past um, that wasn't quite, I wasn't actually going to bring that up. Um, but it was when it was something that wasn't quite that graphic, Yeah. <laughs> but it comes up a lot for me. Yeah. And it's a person who's currently in my life, so I can't say what it is. <laughs> yeah. But I dwell on it because mm-hmm. it still hurts me. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, not as much as I used to. But what I've done is I found compassion for that person. Mm-hmm. I found ways to love that person. And when the, I redirect the thought, I go, okay, so this person things. doesn't know better. Mm-hmm. This person does not know better. They really don't. Mm-hmm. This person is trying their best in life, truly, truly. not. And those aren't platitudes, okay? Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes we say, oh, they do the best they can, and that's not true. This person yeah. truly is. They seek help. They walk. Mm-hmm. They do the work. 
and they're not the same person that they are. But somehow I still get triggered on occasion and pretend like they're that same person mm-hmm. because the thing that happens. So I have to go through this whole redirection of thoughts and be rational. Okay, who is this person now? Mm-hmm. Who am I now? Mm-hmm. We are not the same people we were. Yeah. We are two different people. We are both growing. We love each other. That's not your dad. <laughs> So, I've shed skin. I would just tell you if it was your dad. I've <laughs> shed skin 40 times this past year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who yeah, am I yeah. to tell you who you are? Exactly. Yeah. And who am I to say who that person is? Yeah, yeah. So I have to go through that whole deal from being irrational to rational. Because mm-hmm. the irrational thing is we're not in the trauma we were years ago. Mm-hmm. We're not there. We've both grown from mm-hmm. it. And the quote that I got from the book that I wanted to... that made me think of this was the unhappiest humans are living in the past, digging it up, dwelling on it and ruminating in it. Facts. And All facts. Yeah. There, we spend too much time sometimes living in the pain of the past instead of enjoying life. Present. And I think not dwelling on it, but dealing with it. Please always deal with your trauma. Always. Huge fan of EMDR. <laughs> Huge <Yeah>. fan. <laughs> Many good results. Yes. Um, yes, it's been life-changing mm-hmm. for many people in our family. So okay. praise God. Amen. All right. So we need to also examine and track down our beliefs, which is part of what we were just saying of processing this information and do it with a counselor if you need one, please. But sometimes it's not that big of a deal. You can kind of track down the belief. You're mm-hmm. like, why do I think this? Mm-hmm. And you can kind of go back, where did I get that idea? Yeah. Like, I I went to college. I was a young mom. I had a baby when I was 19, your brother. And I just became a crazy person and had to get perfect grades because some teacher's counselor said I wasn't college material. So then I went, I don't know, you just turn into like a crazy person. Yeah. But you had to, I, I trace like, why am I acting like this? Why Why am I putting so much weight on this average of school at a community college. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it was, you can trace back to where it started. And it was like, oh, from that. Well, is that truth? I mean, am I accepting a truth from somebody who's seen me a few horrible points in my life? Or am I going to accept the truth from who I know about me? I know my whole story. I know who I am. I Mm -hmm. know what I'm capable of. God knows who I am. Or some person who's just seen the worst of me. So it's, I just did a real, like, be hesitant to accept, um, or was it, be hesitant um, or to accept information from unknowledgeable people. Yes. Like, I'd, like if I didn't know you, you, it's not good for you to take my opinion on you, right? Right. If or I, if you've only seen the bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Knowledge, yeah, be hesitant to accept unknowledgeable because you only go to a yeah. counselor in high no, school if you're behaving badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So you probably never even knew your high school counselor. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I did. Did you either of you? I did. Actually, yeah, I do. Yeah. That's cool awesome. So if we track down the belief, um, I like this practice of asking why. Mm-hmm. And Tony Robbins taught this. This was also in the book, but he taught it, ask seven layers deep on mm-hmm. any belief system that why? you have. Ask why. Why yeah. do you believe that? Why? 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 And just keep going. <laughs> and eventually you get to the core of it. Yeah. 
And then the next question that in this book on tracking down that belief when you identify a negative behavior, let me just give you an example. Let's say you have this negative behavior belief system that nobody likes you or Mm -hmm. I can't succeed or you keep quitting when you're about to succeed Mm -hmm. and you're just trying to figure out why is this not working? Mm -hmm. Then you start to, you have to just track down the why. And then the next question, is there a rational belief for me to believe this? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, so let's use our podcast, the first two as an example. (laughs) I mean, there might've been a rational belief that maybe we should hang it up. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was some mess ups. It's okay. We learned a lot. We did. We learned a lot. There might've been a rational belief for that. Yeah. But But this one. (laughs) Wow. This is fire. Yeah. I know. (laughs) I agree. So, but could you be mistaken in that belief? Mm-hmm. Okay, so our mistake would have been, had we just quit right then, would be mm-hmm. like, well, let's, let's try it enough to see if it's true, mm-hmm. right? Or is it true that nobody could love you? Is that really true? Yeah. You really, in this whole world of, what do we have, seven, eight billion? I don't know where we're at, yeah. people. There's truly nobody that could love you? Eight billion, yeah. It's crazy. I, huh? I, I'd find that hard to believe. Yep. Right. So you might be mistaken if that's your belief system. Especially when loving, choosing to love somebody's a little more subjective. You know Ex- what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And then would you draw the same conclusion if it was about somebody else? It's kind of like when I asked you, would you, I can't even remember what I asked you earlier, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> would you draw that conclusion if it was about someone else? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, oh, let's use my 12 year old example. <laughs> Would I draw that conclusion if it was about my 12-year-old niece? Yep. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. I'd be ready to... Step outside the box. Yeah. yeah. I'd be ready to go find... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? <laughs> so, and then the last question in the book when you're examining your beliefs is, why should you continue to feel as if the initial thought is true when there's no good reason to believe it? Mm-hmm. And I really like that line of questioning to go through there. If it's a good like, frame, maybe you can't afford a counselor. Maybe you yeah. don't have a best friend. Yeah, go through those. Yeah. Read the book. Yeah, you know some of the chapters I have read multiple times because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're so good. So think rationally. Let sleeping dogs lie. Let things that don't matter. Let them lie. Let them go. Agreed. Choose to be happy. Don't live in that pain. Don't dwell. Don't ruminate. Mm-hmm. And track down your beliefs. That because mm-hmm. that was a long topic. I thought I'd reiterate it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Happiness, have it. This is what I love. So, Tyler, you've done a lot of work in this area. And I am so happy for you. And it's called the happiness habit, right? Oh, yeah. You've done a lot of area in this work to improve your self-image. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, as a mother, there's nothing, well, there's a few things, but it's one of the top three things that I'm so thankful for that you actively seek happiness because it, it's a hard world out there. Yeah. And when your kids aren't happy, it's painful. Mm-hmm. It's painful, painful, painful. And you have to want it. Mm-hmm. And thank you for wanting it. Yeah. <laughs> and going after it. Yeah. And it's so rewarding to want it. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh man, the amount of peace that you get from wanting it, you know? And I didn't want it for a long time. So Abraham Lincoln, he has this cool quote. What is it? Um, Let me read it to you. Most people are about as happy as they make up their mind to be. And it's just like, man, happiness is really a decision at the end of the day. It takes effort. Yeah. 
uh, things don't determine our happiness. We determine our happiness. Mm -hmm. We get to choose the silver lining. We get to have the choice to see something, even if it's bad, you can see positive in anything. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes we go through real hard stuff and it feels impossible to be happy, but to find something happy in it. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you can, you can look down at the layers this isn't yes. something that's going to build me up, right? Well, I think sometimes when we're unhappy in a situation, like if I think about my own life, mm-hmm. it's because of a thought that I perceive of something that is going to happen or an opinion that I made up that isn't even true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, you know? It's, it's interesting. Um, so like with those failure mechanisms that mm-hmm. I talked about, um, we obviously like have those defense mechanisms that we react with, right? right? We think that those are going to bring us to happiness, but they never do. Yeah. And it really is just up to you. Yeah. you know Cause we I mean? want to be, sometimes we feel like it's righteous to be angry in that situation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Until you realize yeah. you're just self-inflicting damage. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or to be in an unforgiving state of mind with somebody who's hurt us. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. they don't deserve the forgiveness, but guess what? Yeah. It's us. We're hurting. And so we can choose Mm-hmm. To learn to forgive somebody, yeah, or we can choose to learn to be happy, yeah. And it's not easy always to do that. You have to make it a habit. So a habit is something that we do routinely, automatically. Like, and a lot of our moods, behaviors, actions are automatic habits. So the cool thing is, like, they can be changed. You know what I mean? And it can be changed through the intentional mindfulness of choosing to be happy over time, and and being in moments that aren't great, but you still choose happiness and you, you make that the center. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, I know that there's like a personal experience of mine where I kind of, kind of, you know, a little light went on in my head. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And I was out and I just wasn't happy about being out with this certain group of friends. And like, I love them, but it was just, I was just struggling to be like present there because I felt like I was being in the past. If I can't like control my how I like this dynamic that's happening here I know that I can control where my mind goes and it there's music playing in the background and I know that and that's my peace you know what I mean I love music I can go to that with peace and make that my happy space in my head for that moment when I have big forms of anxiety and I'm not involved in the situation that's happening you know so what I mean? you were uncomfortable and felt anxiety and yeah. you could have dwelt on that but you yeah. chose to find something external yeah. in that yeah. situation to make you happy to search for happiness mm-hmm. yeah and 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 like a happy place in general, like searching for a happy place. So maybe I'm having a bad day at home. I'm alone. I can go to outside and go chill in a pool and go to my favorite place in the pool right over there on the floaty, right? <laughs> I can go hang out and just relax and connect with God and, and, and choose a happy place for myself. You know what I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. You love looking up at that big Arizona blue sky. Dude, it's cold with the trees. I it's know, cold that pool is really nice. <laughs> it's nice, you isn't see the it? trees like coming over. And you're like, oh, this is a blessing. <laughs> it is. God, you're such a show off. <laughs> so cool. That is so cool. I know that with like happiness, something that brings me a lot of happiness is having worthwhile goals. Mm-hmm. And I think it's super important in building your self-image as well to have worthwhile goals yes. because I, you're working towards achieving something, you're going to achieve it at some point. Yeah, I agree. And it builds your self-image because you understand how capable you are. I know that before I had music in my life or real clear objectives about what I was doing with myself and my time, I was so unhappy and I'd so lost and so like 
empty. You know what I mean? Because I couldn't express myself creatively. Mm-hmm. I couldn't just be useful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I couldn't to have, yourself even. Yeah, and 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 that just alone was like, okay, I'm not capable, and I'm not oh. worthy of having something like yeah. this. Until I found it, and I was like, oh, why haven't I been doing this my whole life? Well, and why, it's the success. Why didn't I start sooner? Success, right? Yeah, you yeah. took the little successes. And Absolutely. it leads you to the bigger goals. Yeah. And I, I just look at you and all you've accomplished with school and your future goals, like just graduating from college. That's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. That is a Fact. huge accomplishment. It was hard. Congrats. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. But doesn't it feel like you can do anything now? Yeah, it does. Because you're considering law school. Mm-hmm. And, but you know you can do that. Yeah. You know? I do. Because you did this goal. Had you, you know, only made it through community college, <laughs> like me, <laughs> like me, <laughs> and then go to that second level, right? Yeah. But you did, and you went to the next level, and mm-hmm. now you're just contemplating where you want to be. Yeah, my next mm-hmm. step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But do you have more confidence because of where of where you're going next, do you think, because yeah, you completed that huge yeah, goal? Yeah, something to stand on. I do. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. I just have a good foundation, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. It is. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today in our discussion about self-image. I just want to leave this with you two as well and Mm -hmm. you. It's like, just be who you were created to be. Yeah. You know, you were created with a unique DNA design. Your creator thought of you lovingly when he put in you your skills, talents, and abilities that are unique to you. Mm-hmm. and you out there and you're perfectly imperfect you're exactly where you're supposed to be in life right now today you have worth right now today today you have worth exactly and we're capable yes hit we're them all capable we're all capable we're, we're humans we, we can do anything just by being human really yes. like anything and <laughs> exactly anything and we all have success driven crazy? mechanism in us mm-hmm because we're breathing and alive and we found food today. Facts. So if yep. you don't have a success to start with, just start with that success. Mm-hmm. You got fed today, mm-hmm. right? I got fed today. Yeah. Um, I think embrace who you are, love who you are, find out who you are. And when doubts and insecurities come up, try remember maybe some of the tools we gave you today, the visualization, the affirmations, the negative self-talk, remove it. Stop comparing yourself to anybody else. You are perfectly made the way you are. We don't need another one of those people. We need you, right? The world needs you. Build your just mindfulness. Just the way you are. Build your mindfulness. Oh, that's yes. a big one. Build your mindfulness. Yeah. Practice self-compassion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, forgive just yourself. in general, yeah. Yes. Yeah. When you make a mistake, forgive yourself and move forward. It's like quickly. The right Course way. correct and move forward. Forge ahead. I think when we don't make that course correction, we can't be who we were designed to be. Yeah. You can't. Mm -hmm. And I was just realizing, even with your father and I, and we've done so much since then, we aren't fully being who we were designed to be because we haven't fully course corrected from the pain of losing everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we we act a little inappropriately and uh, we act a little too safe sometimes now. And mm-hmm. I think um, God is calling us to more boldness. But anyway, so I, like I just want to thank everyone for joining us today. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Tyler, mm-hmm. for sharing mm-hmm. your stories, your perspectives. 
Um, I know they're going to help other people. They help me. Good. And thank you listeners for joining us. And I want you to like and subscribe if you would. <laughs> yeah, do it. Um, Smash it. It helps Hit us em. and it helps you hopefully in return because this content will, br- will bring more content. But in addition to that, other people who might need to see this will. So thank you for joining us. Yeah. And we're going to be back soon with our discussion on boundaries. And as you could tell, probably from this discussion, <laughs> that's something I've had to develop. Mm-hmm. So I have we have quite an arsenal here of somebody who hasn't grown up with boundaries and you grew up with a boundaryless mother. (laughs) Um, So we have learned a lot (laughs) about what boundaries are, how to create them and how to enforce them and how to enforce them when it's difficult with like Mm -hmm. a mom, Mm -hmm. with an aging mom, with your boss, with your girlfriend, with your boyfriend. Oh yeah. Um, So we're going to discuss all of that coming up soon. So look forward to seeing you. And please add your comments below because this isn't just our platform. Like we say, we want to hear from you. If you have tips, strategies, add them. We want to learn from you as well. And thanks so much. Help us help you. Help Mm -hmm. us help you. Yeah. Yeah. Help and help us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And help us. That'd be be sick. (laughs) Thank you guys. (laughs) Thank you.